This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. What it be like, Freaky Deaky? What it be like? I used to have a friend that said this to me every time I saw him, young, dazzling urbanite. Every time I see me go, Catman, what it be like, Freaky Deaky? Um, that is amazing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what like, it be like? I, didn't, now, I wouldn't even know how to respond. One of the great moments of that, well, and you're from you know the outside of the city, mm-hmm. but my friend Marty was from uh, Cross Lake, Wisconsin. And I'm standing there with him. So, so he was a, not a country guy, but he was not an urbanite. Sure. Most definitely, right? Yeah. So I'm standing there, and this same guy walks over to Marty and me, and he looks at Marty this time, because I asked him to. He goes, Marty, what'd it be like, freaky deaky? And there was a long pause, and he goes, come again? <laughs> <laughs> come again. <laughs> I thought it was phenomenal. Different culture, man. That's the mm-hmm. whole deal. Do you think we'll ever understand we have several different cultures in America, that we're all not just American? I think it'll be just fine. You think so, really? Yeah. I hope you're right. Wow. I hope you're right. I Either we have no way of proving either way. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I, weren't you going to leave your husband for Bill Cosby? Yeah, I was working on it. And I thought so, yes. He well, seems tied up now, so I was going to wait on that. Yeah, you were, she was going to get together with Bill Cosby. Now he's being sued by another group of people. Yeah, so. I figure I'll wait till that <clears throat> figures that out. Unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. Bill Cosby sued by another accuser. He's what a horrible human being. Did you ever meet him? No, did you? Yes. You ever work with him, Rudy? <gasps> no, there, there thank him? no, like? thank God. One of the most arrogant sons of bitches I've ever met. God, he was arrogant. It was usually when people get that big when mm-hmm. you're on stage and yeah. you're in movies and you're in television. And you get, I mean, you got the whole deal. Uh, somebody's asking me about this yesterday. Yeah, when people, they, and they asked specifically about like when Peter Falk came in the studio or John, and Jane Fonda came in the studio or you just keep going down the list of all these people. And I said, the really, truly big stars are very nice people. Yeah. They are very, very accommodating, very nice. It's these guys who think they're a big deal that are the problem. Well, what, what, why was he rude? Was he quiet? Was he... Cosby? Yeah. Uh, let me put it this way. He walked into the room and Alex was there, my wife was there, and I was there. And he had no interest in meeting him. He's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Because you guys went to his stand-up. Yes. Okay, yeah, I remember you. Uh, Alex Mystic Lake. Lake. Yeah. T- Treasure Island or Mystic Lake? I don't remember. Doesn't okay. Matter. But we walk, uh, walk into the room, and he's, he's sitting there, and he stands up, walks over, and he goes, well, I suppose the first thing I'm going to have to do is give you an autograph. I'm like, oh, God, really? And you're like, you're like, actually, yes, here you go. Please sign this. That's why I came here. Yeah. In here. yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> See you. The Take first care. thing yeah. I would have to do is give you an autograph. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. you're, Tom, you're such an autograph collector. Oh, it's just nonstop. He's got his wall of autographs. He loves when people <laughs> scribble on a piece of paper. It is nonstop, yeah, baby. Yeah, can you get Felicia Rashad's autograph? Yeah, That's yeah. actually why I came here today. Now, that I might do, actually. Yeah. To tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Me, none, like, you, Alex, are, you know, Catherine, are not going to care about anything no, like that. Right. So well, first of all, Alex, when you probably know this uh, because of your life, but Andy and Alex have grown up since they were little children. They've been around very, very famous people. It doesn't mean anything to them. Well, I think they enjoy it. Yeah, they do. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like me and Alex will text back and forth if we have the same guests on the show and we'll be like, oh, this person's on. And we, we have our favorite people. Like we both right. love when Mike Veck is on. We are always Mike like, a great Brad guy, Blanks, yeah. we love. You mm-hmm. know, So we have our favorite people. 
But I don't think it really matters the level of stardom. And neither of us are kind of trying to collect things from, from yeah. you know, yeah, like I true. don't want, I'm not a, I don't have a room full of guitar picks that I care about or signatures. Yeah. Um, but so then what did he, did he talk to you guys after then? Uh, we just had to sit there and listen to him ramble. And the, the sad part of it is he, I don't know if he had a stroke or what the hell it is, but he's got that, that milky eye that yeah. kind of yeah. wanders. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. I focused on his nose the whole time because of that. Yeah. You know, you want to keep going. What's the deal with the left digit of yours? What the hell's that all about? <laughs> What's going on? Bill, Bill over here. Yeah, I'm over here, Bill. <laughs> Please move your face. Yeah, he was an incredibly arrogant guy. He wasn't really a prick. He wasn't nice to us, but he wasn't a prick either. He's just incredibly arrogant. That's hilarious. I, I mean, that's like so ridiculous. Do you think that's why he just assumed that he could push himself on women? I, I think there's a certain evil that's in Bill Cosby that yeah. I don't understand and that he hid pretty well in the fact that he was such a, a like fatherhood figure mm-hmm. in, that, you know, sold jello, went around doing silly stand-up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's that Jello pudding. Yeah, I remember that now. I, I, I forgot about that completely. Jello pudding. J-E-L-L-O. <laughs> Jesus, That's the worst Palomino. Cosby I've ever But, yeah, there's something something dormant in him that comes out yeah. that's terrifying. Yeah. Well, I never met any of the women that ever accused Bill Cosby of anything terrible, but I do have a friend of mine. It's mildly, marginally, somewhat kind of known comedian who's a female who was at a Bill Cosby show, and a handler had walked up and said, Mr. Cosby would like to have you in his dressing room. And she said, sure. And she walked back and sat with him for five minutes, and then at the end said, well, have a nice night. And he said, no problem, and got up and walked away. And of course, this was before all the allegations and stuff. And I, I said, well, you know, everyone's like, the question is, well, did he try anything? And she was like, I'm too strong for him. Oh, yeah. Too strong of a personality. I can see that. He needed people that he could be predatory on. He needed women that were either starstruck or thought they could get something out of him, and that's why they would take a drink and they'd spend a little too much time. When you have somebody who's already established and can't get anything from her, and she can't get anything from Bill Cosby, he has no purpose for her, so he said, well, have a nice night. Well, I hear that, but also on top of it, I mean, the M.O. was putting something in drinks. So, like, maybe if oh, he yeah. felt you were too strong, he would bring you down that notches. Because most people who had that interaction were unconscious. No, that, but, but that's what I'm saying, is that he needed somebody to sit down and have that moment mm-hmm. with them. Because she wasn't going to just sit and, like, cozy up to him and allow him to butter her up. She was... <laughs> but, like... Way too, like, you know, already established for somebody, for Bill Cosby to try that on her. Yeah, like maybe there wasn't going to be, like, a moment to order drinks together. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I hear you. I just don't want the narrative ever to be, like, these people are weak because they trust somebody. No, not at all. That's yeah. not the narrative. And that's, I, that's why I was yeah. clearing up for you, yep. to make sure, yeah. Yeah, because I see people tremble when they get around Tom. They're like, oh, my God, is he going to yell at me? I'm like, yes. I haven't been watching any of my drinks around any of you guys. I'm like, he is going to yell at you, but just lean into it. It's going to be fine. You suck. (laughs) It'll be unbelievable. It'll be amazing. Yeah, I just, everybody needs it. First of all, answer one thing before we move on for me, because I've never understood this. So you drug women to have sex with them. Why don't you just stoop a pillow or something? If they're not going to respond emotionally, why would you want to have sex? 
That's a weird deal to me. That's a great question. I mean, isn't the emotion part of it? That's a, I mean, there's some psycho aspect in it where there's a power thing. And like Rudy was talking about, if he's some guy who never felt like he had that power and he needed that power, that's how he gets it. Like there's a part of it we will not, thank God we don't understand. Uh, drill a hole in a pillow. There you go. You're right, good. Solution. Right now, there's a pillow banger out there going like, "I'm trying to have sex with women. See? You guys don't get it. I'm trying." Yeah, it goes both banger. ways. You got Bill Cosby and you got this other guy on the other end. They're both trying to meet in the middle. Right? They should just meet in prison. I actually, just, if you're having sex with pillows, you're fine. Yeah. You know what? I shouldn't criminalize that. Get away from me. If you're having sex with pillows. I don't, man, if that's your thing, whatever. That's not hurting me. Go for it. Are those blow-up dolls, is that a deal still? But make sure they're my pillow, 2.0. So you just ignore my question. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was great. Really good. Sorry, I was trying to loop in. (laughs) I don't think that live ad is coming down the pike anytime soon, so. (laughs) Yeah, it's only only like five minutes away. What was your question? Why do you? Why did you leave Ollie in your car? Uh, the we'll never know. <laughs> she, did you? You did see this, didn't you? What's that? Oh, the brick of uh, the brick. Yeah, the, the br- brick of our the brick of Jolly pills right or whatever. Our daily think, pills we take. They're just sunny side up. I thought called. it was so. F- I was like, I'll buy our round. You know, Tom gets so many things. I'll buy a round of Ollie gummies because we both, you know, eat two a day, and I like this tradition. It's perfect. So bought it. Uh, came in the mail, threw it in my car, and then uh, it was a pretty hot day. Yeah, it kind of looks like it was a very hot day, as a matter of fact. And now we just get one giant Ollie. <laughs> one Ollie gummy. Yeah, we had to bring in a switchblade just to cut them all up. It was really wonderful. We've been cutting Great it up job. and snorting it. Why not? Great job. Thanks. No question about it. Thanks, sir. Just the way it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, did you know Hubbard's been around for 100 years? Yes. Are you going to change the subject how many times? Well, I'm just, I, I didn't know if... No, 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 that's a uh, Britney show. Well, Here wanna, we go. No, did, uh, okay, I'm just supporting you. I, there was no question. I just kind of okay. get a little flow to the show. Uh, we were know. talking about blow-up dolls. Okay, that was the question important. I was originally trying to get back to. <laughs> blow-up dolls. Let's yeah. get back to that. Sure Do you, you name them? <laughs> Do you comb their hair? Do you take them in the car with you? You know that I've only seen one, and it's because once on, on the queue I said I've never even seen a blow-up oh, doll. Oh, that's asking for trouble. Would you let me finish? I'm saying like you asking that. <sighs> What is wrong with her today? Did you get her high before the show? <laughs> she got me high, actually. Yes. <laughs> she got you high. There about you to go. kick in. Anyway, what were we talking about? I forgot. You said uh, you asked on air. You said you oh, the blow up doll thing. N- you never seen a blow up doll. That I went, oh god, that's trouble. If you ask for that, say that on air because they're going to bring them. Yeah, they did. They sent them. They sent them in. So and they all got this deal going. They all go. Why does that? Why are their arms so you can put your body between their arms? Is that why they do that? So bleak. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's like I don't. How did? But I've so I've seen them because they sent a couple of them in. Yeah. Well, here, Tom. I know. So you're gonna lay on top of that? I would be so depressed. I'd have to go right to the hospital, wouldn't you? Yeah, they used to in the military. They used to have flashlights, so they look oh, like so, yeah. mm-hmm. they look like flashlights. But I don't, the, adding the yeah. human part to it's creepy. I can understand just the pure stimulation. The guys would have these. They look like flashlights, but you can put your penis in it and go yeah, to town. Right. That that makes sense to me. That's like masturbation. When you add the weird face and arms part to it, I go, I not so much. That gets a little... And it, could you imagine the noise? It would be like laying we, on a, a tube that you'd go tubing on. It would be like... 
Could you do that sound effect again? <laughs> got, didn't realize we had Michael Winslow in. Yeah, exactly. Of <laughs> sex noises. Whatever happened to him? He's around. He's oh, still, he still doing stand-up, yeah. He's yeah. still doing noises and stuff? Oh, yeah, that's his M.O. He comes out and does about four minutes of uh, stand-up and then, you know, 57 minutes of him just being like, here's a helicopter if it was landing on Michael Jackson's house, and then does the whole bit, yeah. Was it good? It's not bad. He's all right. Yeah, that's yeah, all right. That's why. What? He's all right. I just, he's just that same. No, he's, he's not great. You, that's, yeah. yeah. You don't need to watch a two-hour stand-up of that. No. I think we had him on the show one time. And it was really weird for him to be doing that on the phone. Yeah, I bet on the phone would be weird. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's really weird to mm-hmm. do it on the phone. But what the? He was a nice guy, a nice enough guy. So I, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever works, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I just saw the headline. I have not seen it yet, but I'm going to make a guess. Hmm. A national spelling bee champ. Okay, can you picture the person who won the national spelling bee? Rudy Pavich. Yeah. Rudy Pavich. Mm-hmm. No, I, unless you're from <laughs> Pakistan or India, you're out. <laughs> You don't say. Why? <laughs> That's now, what's holding Rudy back. Yeah. Why is it that people, I, I think it's Pakistan and India, the two countries, they really focus on it. Spelling is really important in that culture. Mm, parents. But, I mean, why isn't it really important in all cultures? Because they kick ass, man. Yeah. You know who it's important to? You. You are pretty. I'm a big speller. Yeah. yeah. You're on top of that. I don't know why that is. Because, you know, I suppose they didn't want to look stupid. Yeah, I feel like you have a fear of showing your ass. Well, I'll show you my ass right now. I have I'll new pants you. on, too. I'll pull my new pants down. <laughs> That'll be great. Because, like, I don't feel like it's that big of a deal to have a misspelled thing on something that's just internal. It's because you're lazy. That's it. It's because I'm lazy. But <laughs> I think... just admits it fully. Something, it? something about when you grow up, do you think that you got teased if, if you... Made nope. a mistake or why? Tell me why. Because at seven years old, I did, re- even at seven years old, and it was because I was trying to make my father happy, I literally discovered at seven years old that I had to learn because most people are not very bright. Yeah. So I just literally went, I can't be like that. I just, I don't know. It, it was more based on fear than anything else. Yeah. Just, I don't want to look like that. You know what I mean? So I guess that's what it was. But plus, in fact, I do love to read. Like, one of the first books I ever read was J.D. Salinger's Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. And I was like a 10 years old. So some of those scenes are like, what does this mean? <laughs> what is it? What's masturbate? What uh, is that? <laughs> well, neat. I'll look that up later. <laughs> yeah, look. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. I'd look up all these words and go, oh, okay. that's what that is. Okay, mm-hmm. well. No, I mean, all these things... Um. Uh, what the hell is the name of the phenomenal movie? Um, it's about the guy on East Egg Island. Oh, what the hell is it? It's a very famous movie, Tom, for Christ's sake. Uh, written by... Oh, Great Gatsby? Yeah, Great Gatsby. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. You go. Uh, written by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yes. Read the first paragraph in that book. It's unbelievable the way he writes that. First. By the time you get done with the first paragraph of that book, you're in. You're never going to stop reading that book. Yeah. It's incredibly mm. beautiful. I've read that book a few times because it's yeah. one of those things I just have a copy around. It's not a very long book. Um, and it's, it's great. I, I would have to say it's one of those ones that's a good gateway book because yeah. the story itself yep. is mm-hmm. interesting. And then once you start getting there's just these layers and layers in there. Um, but... What age did you read that one at? I was 10. Yeah. 
and it was I, I will never I don't remember the exact one because it's been so long now, but it was something about a beautiful ocean breeze came through the our lovely open window and blew the curtains across the wedding cake ceiling, and it's just beautifully, brilliantly written. Yeah, I mean you can see those curtains waving up against the ceiling. You know, he's so he was so good at that. Yeah, and there are not a lot of people that are really good at that. Although he died at 44 of alcoholism, so how smart was he? <laughs> well, right? Maybe a little too smart. He <laughs> yeah, needed a break. Had to numb it up. Yeah. That, I think, is true. Do you think that's true? Absolutely. I in do, fa- too. In fact, uh, Greg Giraldo has a great oh, bit uh, about the fact, like, he was reading a book of old soldier letters from the Civil War, and they would say things like, Dearest Marie, as I fight the tyranny of oppression, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, can you imagine a letter coming today from a modern soldier? Hey, Marie, don't you be screwing anybody when I'm around. <laughs> it is hot as shit in the dessert. <laughs> the dessert. Two S's, baby. Yes. Let's go. I love that. But that's probably true. It's very, very true, yeah. Did you work with him? Uh, met him twice, never got a chance to work with him. In fact, I don't know if I've ever told this story to you, Tom, but uh, when he came into the, the, the KQ show, mm-hmm. I was working at 93X at the time. Oh, right, yeah. And yep. I had walked up, and I, he's, he was hands down my favorite comic ever. Phenomenal. M- and probably my biggest inspiration when it yep. came to getting into stand-up. And I was waiting outside the queue to have him to meet him for the first time. And somebody from the queue walked out and they were like, somebody that I had worked with for a very long time in that building had walked out and looked at me and went, so what time do you need to get Greg uh, back to the House of Comedy? Oh, to you he uh, said yeah. that. And, oh. and I was like, I was like um, I, I, I'm not Greg's driver. I'm, I worked on the hallway from you. And they're like. Oh, you work here? I'm like, I've worked here for the last five years. Yes, I see you every day in the commissary. We pass each other. You you really don't know that I work down the hallway? I'm the afternoon guy at 93X. As I'm having this conversation, I turn and look. Geraldo had already walked out of the studio and walked down the hallway and out the door. (laughs) And I never got a chance to to sit down and, like, have a conversation with him. Like, you know, because the first time I met him was at the club. It was the green room. There's a ton of people. But to actually just have, like, a one-on-one, I missed my opportunity. And I've never... Forgiven this person for that. Okay, so. the initials of the person, not the name, but the initial. Well, if I say it, if it's your audience, they'll definitely know. Is it WW? No, it's not WW. Is it JL? It is. Time out? No, no, time out, <laughs> yes. Time out. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that doesn't it, surprise me. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Does not sorry. surprise me yeah. in the least, of course. But I'm the bad guy there. Don't forget that. I'm sure. the bad guy in that uh-huh. story. <laughs> What a bunch of losers. Jesus Christ. Not Wally Walker, though. I loved Wally Walker. <sighs> Wasn't he the best? He's st- is, he, is he still living in Minneapolis? No. I have not seen him. Yeah. He lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan with his kid. His, his son moved out there. I believe he's an attorney or something. No kidding. I don't know for sure, but nice kid. Really mm-hmm. nice guy. Well, he's not a kid anymore, obviously. But I love Wally. Uh, Wally was one of the best guys. <laughs> so one thing, remember, you remember Craig Schumacher? You remember that yeah. name? Yeah, yeah. Craig's an old friend. God, I haven't seen Craig in years now. He, I don't even, he moved somewhere. I don't even know where the hell he lives anymore, but he lives out of state now. But we used to have him call Wally as characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, God. God. It was phenomenal. And I can't use the exact words that Wally used, but he came, he was so frustrated. He came out of the control room and he's running his hands through his hair. So his hair's like sticking straight up in the air. Like he's like going like, He's got this look on his face. What's Wally? What's the matter? And I can't say the word that he said. Of Damn it! You can't. Um, I'll just put in popsicle because it's it's not a racial slur, but it's not very kind. Sure. Let me put it that way. 
Tommy, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. This popsicle guy keeps calling me all day, harassing the piss out of me. On what? And he's running his hands. He's just. I said, uh, Wally, that's Schumacher. Goes, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I love that man. I loved. I used to. Wally. Yeah, I I just. He was so great. And man, do not get in his way during his breaks. When he had to get out of that studio, if he was going to grab coffee, go to the bathroom, whatever. Yep. He was like a rhino just busting through the hallways. But he was so nice. Oh, Wally's one of the greatest guys ever. Yeah. Wally Walker, ladies and gentlemen. I suppose we better take a break here. Look at look at the flow. This is a flow. Shut up. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean, shut up? I'm trying to tee you up, sister. No, the flow. I got yelled at for interrupting. You're, well, you're a disaster. The flow's great, Brittany. But the flow is really good, except I'll for show the you fact. A good except flow. for like five or six times when it's like, you know what I think? I don't care what you think, Tom, because I got a story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You feel me? I feel you. Yeah, pain in the ass, oh. you big baby. I'm going to get a sign that says. Yeah, just hold it up. <laughs> I like would love coyote. That. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back in a couple minutes. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with temperature-regulating thread, the MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you will ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature-regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. We have to get, uh, don't you think we should get Dawn on the show one day? I thought you were asking Rudy. Yeah, absolutely. I was asking both of you, actually. Oh, sorry, you were looking, looking at him. At, that's why you I was looking at you. Oh, I thought you looked up at him. Oh, because oh, are you looking at my picture? I'm looking at the, yeah. Because it does look like I'm looking the other that's way. That's why I was like, yeah. That's, why is it? Okay, so if I turn my head to the left, I look to the right. Yeah. What the hell's that? Uh, the cameras are mirrored. I'm not sure why that is, but yeah. Kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But the answer is yes, we should get her mm-hmm. on. I love Dawn. She's wonderful. We'll give her a call. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. 
When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, 7.25, 25 minutes after 7, it's now time for, as Brittany puts it, it's time for the orb. The orb. <laughs> Bob Orb Sansevier. Move your head, Bob. There he oh, is. There he is. He's moving oh, in the orb, baby. Oh, tell us the future orb. <laughs> Yours is not a good one. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> dropping like a rock, sister. Yeah. That's all I know. What's up, Orb? Well, first of all, she must not interrupt anymore or bad things will befall her. It's time to push her out the window. This orb sucks. Boo. <laughs> what a horrible orb you are. Boo. Reshake the orb. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Oh, you know, I should probably do the I should probably do the Bradshaw and Bryant for the orb thing, don't you think? Yeah, I don't even know if they want to be attached to this. Bob, do they still want to be attached to you? Always. Okay. <laughs> Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant, bringing you the orb, also known as Bob Sansevier. Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers, getting justice for the injured. Mm-hmm. Bradshaw and Bryant. And now the orb. You know, you shuffle those letters, it comes out Rob, which is close to Bob, so... Yeah, Rob, Bob, whatever works, baby. How, how profound, know. Bob. As always. Yes. So, Sandy, uh, what's what's new, man? The Twins, won- I did not think they were going to come back and win that game last night, Bob. Well, Royce Lewis is already their best player. Yes. He opens up Monday with the you know the home run, the four ribbies. Last night he had a game-tying home run, and Will Castro win in the ninth with a sacrifice fly. They need an injection like of – well, really, of offense like Lewis. And I I don't know when Rocco, you know, he just got the new extension. When is he going to put him in his rights? Maybe he should be leading off for this team and put Polanco yeah. second. Yeah. Because Correa and Buxton, I mean, how long can you keep them in a third and fourth spot if they don't produce? And they're not in there. Well, at least Buxton's not in there about 30% of the time. Well, he was out yesterday. I think yeah. when the home run was hit, he had ice. You know, he was... Packing himself in ice. Yeah, he gets hurt a lot, doesn't he? And he's not even, you know, he's not even in the outfield. Right. I, I just, I don't, I mean, how you, can you really count on him? That's the problem. I don't think you can. All right, I got to get a three-way vote here because it's happened about ten times now. I tune in 
and the Twins are up, let's say, 4-1. to one. And then I tune in and go, oh, they're up 4-1. to one. I should watch this. By the time two more innings are up, they're trailing 5-4. to four. <gasps> Is it me is or it, is it the Twins? Is it you? I think it might be me. Maybe it is you. Yeah. I think I'm cursing them. Because then, when it was 5-4, to four, I tuned out and said, damn it. They're going to lose. And then they came back and won. As soon as I left, they got hot. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So it's me, isn't it? It might be you. Yeah. My, uh, my brother-in-law's mom was sitting with the cat when the Packers were in the uh, NFC Championship game. And the, and the cat jumped off her lap, and the goddamn Packers missed a field goal, and that was it. And they said, you are never allowed to sit without that stupid cat ever again. Yep. And that was 12 years ago, and every game she has sat on the couch and does not let go of the cat. I love it. Mm-hmm. Even though it... Even though it died three years ago. It's still dead. You're right. It is frozen. They take it out of the freezer every Sunday. <laughs> sits on her lap. Ixnay with the dead cat stuff. <laughs> Andy's still suffering, unfortunately. Mm. Oh, we didn't know. Sorry. Yeah, Andy's cat died yesterday after 20 years old, man. That takes... I mean, I, my cat died a year and a half ago, and I'm still sad about it's it. terrible. I know. Kitty. I know. What's wrong so with I'm the kitty, sorry man? for Andy. That sucks. And way to go, Bob. Way to drag Andy through the mud. Typical. Well, you didn't. Sandy. You should have said something. <laughs> yeah. Or have a little crawl. Do not mention cats. Boo orb. Boo. <laughs> the orb mm. boo. Anyway, orb, what else? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Dalvin Cook is, I mean, it's, uh, he's obviously, you're not going to, he's not going to be with the team. And it's just, uh. It's, it really is just a matter of time. Is that for sure now, Bob, the Dalvin Cooks? He had a terrible year last year. He did, but they, I mean, they don't want to redo a deal with him. Or he doesn't want, they tried, but he doesn't want to redo the deal. Okay, go away. See ya. So, Goodbye. Well, I mean, he, he uh, on his wish list, apparently, is he wants to go to Buffalo to be with his be on the same team as his brother. Oh. Sure, his brother would like him to go somewhere else so his brother could have a bigger role with the team. Plus, they have good wings there in mm. Buffalo. They do have those, so that would not be a bad place. Then he's got a good quarter. Yep. I mean, it's a good team. Yep. But we'll, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out with them. And I don't. I mean, this this Vikings team could they could be really good with a worse record than they had last year. Mm-hmm. No, you're which right. Which is likely because they're not going to win all those close games. Nobody comes back a year after winning as many close games as they did and do it again. Okay, but I, I think ex- the defense will be better. I have to explain something because I'm getting messages from people. When you look at the screen, there are four pictures. To the bottom right is Rudy. To the top right is Brittany. To the top left is me. To the bottom left is an orb. There's no picture That's of Bob. Me. It's just the orb. That's what we mean by we're talking to the orb. Yeah. So there you go. Well, because I never, I, I realized that after you had said, where's your picture? I'd never peeled off that little piece of tape or whatever it is nope. on my computer. And I don't plan to. I know. Because, you told me. You know, they uh, so apparently, weird. well, put it this way. If the guy who owns Facebook uh, doesn't peel, put he puts tape on his computer because he yes. knows people are looking. Yep. It's easy to do. I, mean, I do there's people, You know, so you put a piece of tape on too. A postage stamp. Put it right over yeah. the little lens. I don't hear, though, because I don't care. I do this when I'm here. See, take that <laughs> home with you. Take that home with you. <laughs> well, that's a, a, you finally found a use for a postage stamp. <laughs> I did, absolutely. You're absolutely I haven't right. put a stamp on in years because everything's done electronically now. Yep, it is. I still mail my, my stuff just to piss them off, though. You d- wow, you're old school. I just don't care enough about that. I'm going to stay with it. Who cares? Whatever. I pay some online. A lot of stuff I do auto pay. I like auto pay a lot. 
mm-hmm. except for when all of a sudden you get a message like, my God, you used auto pay a lot this month. Like, whoops. Yeah, it always sucks when like your phone goes off and you look and you're like, oh, that bill is way higher than it was last month. You, you know? got that yeah. right. Ugh, that first water bill of the spring. When, yeah, oh, it's the Eek. worst, man. Ugh. Eek is all I have to say, orb. Yeah, there are bills that just uh, I, I had to get rid of uh, uh, an Internet provider that doubled. Oh, Jesus. Well, I must have come off some some special that they had because they extended it, and then they uh, they decided, you know what, it's time to really hit this guy. So, I mean, there fortunately there are other options Danny? for some of these companies. Yeah. Does that service start with an S? It does not. Oh, starts they, with a C. They just doubled theirs. Went from like twenty bucks a month to forty dollars a month, and that's for okay. one channel. It's like Jesus. No. No, my this provider was uh, it was uh, it, for my studio where I do the BS show in uh, Wyzetta. It went from eighty one bucks to one hundred and eighty six bucks. Whoa, Jesus! And that lasted about an hour because I was done with them. Hey, so. Brittany, uh-huh. do you want to hear my impression about? Yeah, in my studio and. Lovely Wyzetta by the lake. Oh. No, it's yeah. not by the lake. You're a pain right in the by, ass. Uh, it's, not, it's not by the lake. It's by the, <laughs> by the auto dealer. <laughs> oh, which is also glamorous. You're the same it's, one that I've been in, right? You're still in that same place? Yeah. Oh, you were in hey, the building, How glamorous too? is it? How, how big is it? It's about, it what, so a 10 by 2? It was annoying, though. The valet was kind of slow. and the I, I've es- talked to them about that. Thank you. And uh, the espresso machine was noisy, so... Well, and and all the the uh, the crumpets were more than an hour old. Crumpets, yeah. Get away from me, crumpets. <laughs> and the tea, the tea and crumpets. You're a, you're a crumpet. <laughs> Crump, I've heard. Crumpet the orb. That's your new name. Crumpet the orb. <laughs> Sandy, are you going to do a crossover with uh, with your buddy today, KB two? Who the best that ever lived? Best when that it ever comes lived. To Hollywood stuff. Kristen Burt. One of those deals. I like yeah. it when you guys do the crossover. Now it's kind of it makes me happy. I don't know why. But well, anything to make you happy. You're, you are, what, is, what was the term? Adorably grumpy? Adorably is grumpy it? Tom, yes. From Amy exactly. Daniels, yeah. God, Amy. She, she's a curse. Brittany, do you agree that he's adorably grumpy? It depends on the day. He actually is quite adorable today. He did his hair, and he's See? He is grumpy for sure. I'd say you're adorably grumpy today. Adorably grumpy? Yeah. I'm going to go buy a car from... My buddy, Doug Sprinthal. He goes to me today this morning, Bob. He says, you know, I'm going to go buy a car from Doug Sprinthal because unlike you, I support my friends. I go, what? Are you trying to bully me into buying a car today? I was like, what are you doing right now? I can't get her to buy a ticket to House of Comedy. Yeah, exactly. You got to go buy a car? Exactly. What? You don't want to support your friends at all. Oh, my bad. I go buy a Mustang? No. Rolls Royce. Okay. Sorry. Can you say where he is so people, other people can go and buy from him? Baldwin Ford, Baldwin, Wisconsin, baby. It's about a 45-minute drive. And uh, like I said, well, Doug Sprinthal has become one of my best friends in the goddamn world. I love that man. I hope he's not listening. He's coming in at like 9.30. He wants to sit in on the show for a half hour. Just to fun. That would be fun to have him in. But no, I think the world of Doug Sprinthal, and I'm happy to continue to work with Doug Sprinthal. It's great. Oh, he's listening. He's running around the house. Tom mentioned me. Tom mentioned me. Oh, you know what else happened? <laughs> His wife's far too good for him, by the way. I've never that understood that, why she puts up with it. I don't get it either. I don't understand it. She's gorgeous. She's a very, very pretty woman. Very talented, too. You ever heard her sing? No, I haven't. Great singer. She is. Doug sucks, but she's really Doug good. sucks, but she's got a cool haircut and looks 
flies all right. heck. Doug, she has a much better haircut than you do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it raises my opinion of him, the fact that she is with him. Yeah. So there but must it be lowers my opinion him. of her because I think, <laughs> <laughs> really? Poor, the poorer woman. She can't win. She can't win. Stuck with Doug for the rest of her life. There you go. But, you know, she does understand that being married to Doug's kind of a baker's dozen kind of thing. She's about the 12th or 13th wife, I think, something like that. Yeah, well, they say 13th a charm. <laughs> 13th is a charm, exactly. <laughs> I keep wondering what my second husband's going to look like. Oh, well, and I pardon think, me. I think Justin is also wondering when I'm going <laughs> to move on. We're going to pull up. I would, I, every day I get home and go, oh, Catherine's still here. Neat. <laughs> what do you know? Shocking. She hasn't figured it out yet. Let's go. We know a guy who's been married three or four times, and he kept a, a woman. His wife would get to a certain age, and he basically would trade her in for a newer model, much like a car. Oh, and when his car and wife, they've been together for decades now. But when she hit that age, the panic that set in. Really? That her, yeah, it, it was kind of interesting. But wouldn't what? you look in, inward and go, wait a minute, I'm, a, I'm not a very good husband if I have to keep switching up. I don't know if those are self-reflecting people no, that you're you dealing with. I don't think so. I don't yeah, know if they're like right. talking to a therapist or doing any self-work. I think they have found a formula that seems to seems to work for them. You know one thing I really love about our marriage right now? Hmm. Because you will not sit anywhere else when we're watching TV other than right between us. Yes, to sit right between us, right? So now we've decided just to piss him off when I when I kiss her goodnight. We stand up and stand right in front of him and hug and kiss. And he... Just all worked <laughs> up. Just having a fit. It's like, settle down for Christ's sake, you big baby. That's so... He is Wait such a, a candy ass. Where was he sitting during the Twins game? Perhaps it's all him. It mm-hmm. is all him. He, sit, he was sitting in his regular chair, so it's all Jude. Oh, You're absolutely you can't right. blame Jude. I still love the fact that it, when we're down on vacation in Florida, we live in a very... Let me, let me say a very Jewish neighborhood is a good way to put it. But the first time that Catherine had to call Jude out to get him off the road, she goes, Jude! About 500 people turned and stared at her. They're like, how dare. Like, <laughs> she goes, no, Jude, Jude. That's so funny. It's so funny when you feel insecure about something like that you don't think twice about and then all of a sudden realize and go, oh, gulp. Can you imagine though? In two thousand, you're pissing me off, Jude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You son of a bitch, Jude. Can you imagine somebody? I suppose it does happen though. That was by two thousand twenty. I suppose there are still people standing in the street and yell out racial epithets, don't they? I, I or just yeah. Jew. Uh, yeah, he starred in Lethal Weapons 1, 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> What's his name again? Mel something? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't his father a Nazi? Uh, they may have been. Yeah. I think they say it that is. his father was a yeah, Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's good to have a little uh, effect on you, I would imagine. Yeah. I worked with his son, uh, Milo, who ended up... Oh, yeah, yeah. Ended sure. up punching me in the grill. Why? Uh, really? <laughs> on accident. Yeah, I give him a hard time about oh, that. Oh, it was an accident. accident. We, were, okay. we, were filming, we got really excited yeah. about it. Now, we were filming a scene. He wasn't very apologetic about it. We were yeah. filming a scene for a movie, and he ended up punching me. And he, I mean, he really, he got me good. Ow. I had canker sores all over the inside of my mouth because my teeth had cut my inside of my cheek. From what, And when he hit me, I was like, I couldn't, I know he is the offspring of somebody, but I couldn't imagine yeah. what it'd feel like to have Mel Gibson hit me. Because when Milo Gibson hit me, mm-hmm. who is about half the size of his dad, I bet Mel Gibson is about as, as thick as steel. 
He seems like a guy who's just tough, you know? Well, he's nuts. So were you a, were you a centurion in the Passion of the Christ? I was, Bob. I still have the, uh, the helmet with the feather on top <laughs> if you want to stop by. We can wear it together. Nice. No? Nice. Okay. <laughs> is, is Kristen ready to go, do you think? Yeah, she can be ready. Yeah, yeah let's room. pop her in here for, for Bob's last couple of minutes, get them both to talk over one another. Uh, now we have KB2 and The Orb on the show, so that's good. <laughs> Bob The Orb. Oh, he's moving. Look, he's moving his head so we can see him. I'm moving. dodging for you. I'm doing what she's doing. I'll use the hands, too. Can you see a hand? Look, choreography. Orb choreography. Orbography. There you go. So what's the – Bob and Kristen take over now. Um, something in entertainment that I was going to talk to you about. We watched C, uh, episode three of The Small Light, which is brilliantly done but depressing as a son of a bitch. You're, you, you believe in the wrong God. We have to kill you. I've never understood that. There's, <laughs> there's no proof there is, even is a God. We hope oh, there is. Oh, there's proof? No, I'm just saying. There's no – you can't show me proof there actually is a God. I would like to believe there is a greater good, the goodness of the world. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. You don't believe Moses in the bush? I got your bush right here. Yeah. Oh, look at that action. <laughs> love anyway. that. Love that for us. <laughs> I Step love right into that one. <laughs> Actually, at this age, it's not very bushy anymore. But in any case... Good luck uh, explaining that one away at the pearly gates. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Explain the bush? Jesus. Come on, nice June job. 2nd, 2023, you brought up. God, what was the great line about the guys at the pearly gates and Jesus comes to the gates? There's a great joke, but I can't remember the punchline. Do you know that joke? Yeah, there's a, there's a few of them. I would imagine. Yeah. I can't remember. I'll think of it. It's a very funny joke, though. What are you going to do? Okay, so in any case, we watched the third episode of The Small Light, which is fantastic. The young woman who stars in it as Meep is just amazing. What, what's her name? Is it Belay? Is, there, is that how you say her last name? Belay? I think it's Bobby Bollet is her name, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. But uh, really, and I'm, I'm saying it again, I hope that movies eventually catch up with, with TV streaming because TV streaming is kicking their ass right now. It's not even close. Wouldn't yeah, you Yeah, but it's just they're able to tell different types of stories. Yeah, true. You know, and we're watching them in a different capacity because we're seeing TV um, – Tell smaller stories, shorter episodes, that type of situation, or shorter seasons, I should say, where films, it's all the big tent poles. Like, every single weekend this summer, you're going to have a big, huge blockbuster movie, and that's the only thing that's getting people to buy tickets right now. Smaller movies are not drawing people because they know in five days... You can watch it from the couch. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we move on, Kristen, can you make sure that you have your microphone that is uh, set into StreamYard because it sounds like you're going through your headphones, through your earbuds? I'm not. So. Oh, okay. Because she she sounds different to you guys, right? Um, she doesn't to me, no. But uh, actually, um, Amy Daniels talked to me about this yesterday. They're putting a new processor in the studio because apparently the one that's in there is not working. Oh, this so one. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah, but well, Bob, be, but Bob sounds maybe good. Might- well, maybe my orb is interfering, so the orb will disappear. Wait now. a second. Wait a second. <laughs> he just said on the air, Bob sounds good. That's shocking. No, maybe my what? orb. Yeah. Not, not the content. Yeah, no, the quality oh. of his audio quality. is oh, great. Yeah. Oh, Content's oh, lacking. The content we could definitely oh, still Also, I love how Thanks, Bob lady. acts like him just leaving because he doesn't want to work anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's a big favor. Exactly. I have a date with Mike Bryan from Bradshaw and Bryan, always seeking justice for the injured of Minnesota personalinjury.com. All right, you just signed yourself off there, so that's good. Say hello to Michael for me, Bob. I will. Thank you, sir. 
Take care, bud. Bob Sansbury, definitely brought to you by Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. And now we have the lovely and talented KB2 uh, with us to talk about, what, movies, programming, all kinds of good stuff. Everything. Um, this one is kind of interesting because the, the writer's strike actually affected the Netflix executive pay. I don't know if anyone what? saw this story. No. Yeah, so um, Netflix executive pay, it was up. Um, the shareholders had the opportunity to vote on it yesterday, whether they should increase the Netflix executive salary. And the Writers Guild sent a letter to all of them saying this is a really bad time to send a message. And do they really deserve extra money? Yeah. Especially where subscribe they're bleeding subscribers right now. And guess what? They voted no. That's amazing. It is amazing. I think that is something that at least you can see that the Writers Guild strike is affecting or at least permeating some of the, the mainstream because you're not going to assume every single shareholder works in the entertainment industry. They work across all industries. You know, I've worked for union and non-union radio stations uh, throughout my career and all that stuff. That's really fun. I don't think we ever did go on strike. There was a threat of a strike once, a radio strike. But has there ever been one? Did the radio ever, did, did, did radio people, I, union radio people like ever strike? TV news. Like, I feel like broadcasters don't go on strike. No, they don't. You're right. Yeah. Well, also, you have to organize a strike. Well, that's the problem. radio people, not that great when it comes to organization. But I would True. think under AFTRA, when AFTRA was a separate union from yeah. SAG, how they yep. merged together, I don't recall, because I was a member of AFTRA before I was a member of SAG. Me I'm too. just thinking, I don't recall any AFTRA strike in the time I've been a member. You know, back in the day when it was separate, when Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists is what AFTRA stands for, before they merged, the woman at AFTRA in the Midwest intentionally mispronounced my name every time she talked to me. Yeah, I was talking to Tom Brainerd yesterday, and he told me that and she did it on purpose every time just to piss me off. Did she hate you? I uh, didn't care much for me. I could, I could kind of... What did you do to her? I think I might have an edge to some people. There's a possibility yeah. that's true. But no, she was a pain in the ass, to tell you the truth. So we'll move on Because I was like, your that. last name's not that hard. No, it's Barnard. Although I still get Brainerd, I still get Bernard, I still get all that stuff. Do you okay. know what I get? I get butt. So it's really Kristen nice. Butt? Oh, nice. Yep. They can't see the R? I don't know. I guess it merges <laughs> with your teeth. Well, there's so get, no, like Kristen Butt. I'm like, that's bird, but thanks. <laughs> there's that great guy up in Canada, Brent Butt, B U T T, and he's a brilliant writer. That show, Corner Gas, is one of the funniest shows ever, ever on television. So, Brent Butt, Kristen Butt, what's the difference? <laughs> there is an R. That's there the is an R. That's the difference. Or if you're from New England, it's an ah. An ah. Put an the ah both as an ah and Kristen and an ah and Brett. That was a horrible impression I just did there. That Thank sounded you. like a Kennedy. Yeah, it was really terrible. Ask not. I still do remember that. There's a difference between a Kennedy accent and a Boston accent. That's true. There's a big difference. Yeah, the Kennedys have their own accent because there, there's so many of them, they've created their own accent. Biggest difference for me from the average guy in Boston and the Kennedy, not one Kennedy has ever told me to go F myself. Nice. But oh, wow. I have had a few people in Boston tell me to. <laughs> yeah. Boston people will tell you for no reason. Oh, yeah, they will. I mean, if I you love drive them. and love don't them. like drive the Boston way, they will definitely, <laughs> definitely curse yeah. you. And that's just the priests. Yeah, the priests alone. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that is so 
so true. I love the people in Boston because it's, I'm not hiding anything from you. It's right in your face. I love that. I do. It's, it's like straight shooter. Um, listen, we have no time to like just BS you. We're just going to yep. tell it to you. Yep. And then we're all going to move on and we're all going to be fine. But they're salt of the earth people. They, I couldn't agree more. Love the place. No question about it. And so in any case, is there, okay, so now we have, like I said, we have five half-hour comedies because we watch either an hour segments or half-hour segments, that kind of deal. Like literally, usually Catherine and I will sit down at, like last night we sat down at 8.30. So we had one hour to watch television because I usually go to bed around 9.30 so I can fall asleep by 10, so I can wake up by like 5.30 after seven and a half hours, right? Try to work something out. But it's just, some nights I just, it, so we take a half an hour show, we watch that, and then I go to bed. So we got little increments that we watch TV in. That's yeah, it. and that's a good way to do it, just to kind it of is. like unwind the brain and do it. Um, there's a new show, it's coming out, it's not until next week, and I'll talk a little bit more about it next week, but Kaylee Cuoco has a new show coming on Peacock. Peacock's got some great content coming. Yes, they like, do. Uh, called Based on a True Story. And what I love about this, I think Catherine might like it. Um, it's about a woman who's obsessed with true crime. She starts her own true crime podcast and they're trying to like solve a, a particular crime in their area. And then all of a sudden the crime turns on them and they Ooh. become suspects. And, um, Kaylee's done some great work. I don't know if people saw her show on Max, the flight attendant. She was excellent in that. Mm-hmm. So do you know her pretty well? Um, I've interviewed her a couple of times. Yeah. The two of you, have you ever talked to to her? No. Kelly Cuoco? No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I don't know whatever I, what I ever did to her, but I was told something and I didn't know. She's never been nice to me. She's always got this edge when I talk to her. Hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, but I found something out, and I don't know that it's true because I have no idea, but apparently I look a lot like somebody she doesn't care for that might have been a member of her family. Mm. Mm. Apparently, I look just like him. <laughs> so Dang. it's one of those deals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a very Hollywood thing. Casting oh, directors oh, yeah. ask me because you look like their ex-girlfriend or boyfriend. Mm. <laughs> so you look like her younger brother? No, oh, that yeah. wouldn't be it. Yeah. Somebody wants to stay on the show uh, for yeah, a while. Exactly. Uh, this sounds like a ripoff of, uh, was it, uh, Murders in Our Building, right? Oh, the uh, uh, Steve uh, Martin. Stephen Martin, yeah. yeah. Martin, Selena Gomez. It, our murder she wrote. Martin, she wrote. Murder she wrote with Angela Lansbury. God, what was the name? The Saturday Night Live did a take on that, and I never saw it, but I heard about it. It wasn't third degree sexual misconduct she wrote. I think was the name of the book. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? You're going to write a book called third degree sexual misconduct she wrote. I <laughs> want. Somebody I mean, did, it shouldn't be funny, sure, but it is. It yeah. is. Um, somebody did the math on it, and because of it's a small town and how many deaths per person, you know, uh, population-wise, that that town would be the deadliest town in America yeah. because oh, every yeah. week somebody died yeah. in a small town. <laughs> That's true. That's a very good point, actually. So some good stuff out there. And, and again, you've led me to a number of things, uh, whether it's the half hours or the hour-long dramas. But this uh, small light, my brother Tony told us about it, and it's just, um, it's terrific. It's really well written, really well acted. Uh, Saturn in the sun, bitch, of course. We're going to kill you because of your religion and faith. Oh, okay, that's great. That's real clear thinking you got there. In any case, so what else? Is there anything 
anything else? Oh, you know what? I should mention this to you. Have you ever you ever talked to Garrison Keeler? No, I haven't. I never have. This, did he do a lot of interviews? Because I don't remember if he ever did or not. No, he didn't. I don't recall. No. Not many? No. Almost none. Yeah, I talked to him a couple of days ago, and it just... Uh, and I don't want to say it just he he might not be around as as much as he used to be, and I don't mean his health. I'm talking about just as far as physically being in the Twin Cities. He's uh, doing a lot of but there's a guy, and I he was accused of a couple of things, and I just I did some research on it. There is no proof that he ever did any of the the things that they said he did. Why do people do that? So here's a guy from Anoka, Minnesota, which is not a wealthy suburb. Let me put it that way. Anoka, Minnesota makes a big name for himself locally, becomes a national figure, very successful. So let's burn him to the ground. Well, what, was he accused of like sexual harassment? I or think so. Abuse? Do you remember? You guys well, remember? Yeah. I think there was a thing where like some, a cast member had said like he had walked up and put his hands on her shoulders. And that was about Brittany you're shaking it. your head. But I remember like that was the thing that it wasn't obviously it was more than that, but I think I think these are the moments where Brittany stays silent because she has information but doesn't want to poo-poo all over everybody. So. I don't listen, I just know it was more than that. Okay. And what, what, I don't, what, what, what was it? Could you please elaborate? I don't I don't because I don't want to speak out of turn without having I it was uh, how many years ago? It was, it was a, a while ago. ago. And but so I don't have it. Were you there? No, no, of course not. Well, then why would you believe the other person? No, I, why wouldn't why would I believe a victim? Yeah. And this as a producer is where I go, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Just to make sure. Every- now you can speak freely about whatever you want to speak about. Because no, I don't, very good. Yes. I don't, I don't have much to say. I just know that it wasn't, the accusation wasn't putting a hand on a shoulder is what I'm going to speak to is I'll, I'll say Did that. Did step on her foot? Yep. That I was, knew it. That that I knew that's step. what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of interesting though because this week we saw two cases play out very differently. Army Hammer, who had been yeah. accused yeah. of, I mean, cannibalism and like but sexual assault and everything else um the uh lapd decided not to prosecute they decided not to file charges at all and i I think that's interesting because i've actually worked with one of his survivors um doing a story and obviously she has to deal with the you know consequences of not having lapd file the story because Mm -hmm. her truth is that she was sexually assaulted by him. Right. And um, I've seen kind of, we follow each other on social media, so I've seen kind of her statements, and it's a rough time. Um, oh, you know, yeah. The, the yeah, LAPD absolutely. said there wasn't enough evidence, but Army Hammer is now back on social media saying, I'm rebuilding my career. So is he all of a sudden going to make this huge comeback? What does that say to his, I think there were about three to five victims here. Yeah, um, yeah. On the flip side, we saw the trial of Danny Masterson, and he right. was convicted of two rapes. The third charge um, was a hung jury. This was his second trial. Um, but we also saw Scientology play a huge role, especially in the first trial, of not only influencing like how the information was disseminated, but um, the victims in the case were stalked and harassed by the Church of Scientology throughout all this. No, really. Everyone was a member of Church of Scientology, but the survivors and Danny Masterson and now there's a civil case coming um, forward about that harassment, but it's been a really rough road for some of the survivors. So if you understand, I think the one thing, some people are you know, accused erroneously and other people will never, some survivors right. will never see justice for their case. And this is why sexual assault cases are so complicated. Okay, we'll close with this because all three of you have to answer this for me because I can't figure it out. Um, 
for me, I got lucky because I guess, you know, I, I grew up with two sisters and my mother and all, and all the rest of it. So sex to me is part of love, right? How do you get to the point where sex is all about power? That's the part. Of, I mean, obviously, I'm a sizable enough guy that I don't need to be powerful with women. I, I, why would I ever do that? How do you get from love to power? I, I don't get that. Well, that's where the psychological aspect comes into play. You're not mentally well if you think it's a great I idea agree. to overpower someone. Yeah, and I mean, and I, I suppose even attraction is part. It's not just an overwhelming love, but an attraction is showing an affection for someone. So, in a way, it's kind of like love. Just, just thinking they're attractive or you're attracted to them, right? So, I don't know how you go from attraction or love to I'm going to overpower you and you're going to do whatever I tell you to do. Where's the joy in that? I don't get that. I don't even necessarily know if there's joy for them. I just literally think it's, it's like weird. Mm -hmm. There's a switch in their brain that doesn't have that. I guess so. Give somebody right shake hands with somebody today, KB three or I mean two. We, I almost put you behind Ken Barlow now. Damn it! What happened? I know. What I've the hell did I do? I've lost my place in the KB world. <laughs> <laughs> I've been bumped down a notch. All right, pal. We'll have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt, KB2, doing a hell of a job. Yeah, that, that is one thing, sir. I know we got to get going here in, in just a second, but I still don't understand. And I suppose when you grew up one way, because my mother used to show you know great love to all of her children, and I suppose maybe in some families they just don't ever experience love from their parents. Yeah. Maybe, mm -hmm. I guess. Or attra attraction, affection, love, whatever the hell you want to call it. How you take that from, I'm, where's the joy in me dominating you because I'm three times bigger than you are? How do I get joy from that? I yeah, don't get it. Absolutely. I mean, it's so wild to think back in the day earlier when I was first in radio and the things. Oh, I bet you've seen some things yeah, over the years. And, Whoa. And, but you never, you never, like, I don't know what you, you can tell that you just don't, that's just never been any aspect. And I don't mean that in like a, you just have never given off ever no. that vibe of, I don't know. And it's so, and Bob Sansevere falls in that same boat. Sandy's like, a great where guy. I've yeah. ne you yeah. know, I mean, like I have been alone in rooms with you guys all the time yeah. and I've never once been uncomfortable ever. Yeah, it's just not, I don't understand it. Where the great, wonderful feeling of power over somebody one-third your size. What's yeah. the joy in that? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't either. I, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Rudy, what do you think? Uh, I think Brittany should add one more person to that list of people. Rudy, she feels, of thank you very much. Oh, really? I just mean like I've known him, them for so long. So you just threw him under the bus. No, I was oh like, okay, keep God. much like Tevin. Now I know what Tevin feels like to oh, not hear his name in the promo. Up. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. hey, could you please put my Tevin. name in the list of people I met, you feel comfortable I was around? thinking of early on in radio when I was 20-something, naive and whatever, and, you know, walked around. No, Rudy. God, no. Oh, my God. I would never think twice. And and I'm just saying, like, now I don't even worry about that feeling because I right. feel sure. more empowered, more emboldened. I, 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 it's not something I worry about being in a room with some. Go, go try. I would love you to try. I've yeah. been looking for a cardio workout for a while now. <laughs> like, love that for mm -hmm. both of us. Yeah, that'd be good. But in my 20s, when I was trying to get into radio, I mean... It, you, you're vulnerable and nervous, and there yeah. were people. There, there was some uh, people on the RKQ show that were just some. 
and not not Gelfand. There's so many people that were not. And, yeah, but and, he was just annoying to death. That's the problem there. But like, hang on, real quick. I don't want to interrupt. We got about 25 seconds before we have to. Oh, that's right. We do have to. Okay, let's go. We'll take a break. We don't have. I don't have any more to say on any of you. Perfect. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Tom Bernard here. Are you ready for some throttle therapy? Cruise the water in luxury on a brand new Bennington pontoon from Power Lodge. Enjoy sunset from the water, entertain the kids, and float on the lakes all summer long. It all starts at the Lodge, the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge, with locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine of St. Cloud. Hundreds of pontoons in stock across all Power Lodge locations. Your summer fun begins at Brainerd's newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge. Enjoy the best days of summer on your favorite lakes in a brand new Bennington pontoon from the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge in Ramsey. With locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud, and hundreds of Benningtons in stock across all locations, the Power Lodge is your destination before you hit the lakes this summer and cruise at sunset. Fun begins at the Lodge, the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge. Get some throttle therapy on land and water, millermarine.com and powerlodge.com, and you can tell them Tommy sent This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, We believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, We'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back. Look at that. We just, by 24 seconds, we just made it. We're pros. We're professionals here. At the what? What we should name the studio. We got to name the studio someday. Got to figure out a good name for it. TB doesn't always work out well. No, not T. Yeah, TB. Tuberculosis. <laughs> the tuberculosis <laughs> studios, ladies and gentlemen. The ground zero for TB right here. I still, honest to God, remember. I had a friend, and I can actually say his name because he's no longer alive. But his name was Fred Thompson. Why would you name your child Fred Thompson and give him the middle name Albert? 
Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So his initials were fat. <laughs> why Why would you do that to your own kid? Naming a kid is hard. Mine is Tomb, T-M-B. It's Tomb. Mm-hmm. That's not good. What's your middle name? Jen, G-E-N. Just Jen, Jen not Jennifer or Jen, no. Jean-Vievre or none no. of that BS? It comes from my great aunt, Genevieve, but my mom thought it would be too long of a name, so it's just G-E-N, Jen. So it's B-G-H. Or was BGA now. But my initials now are BA, which is pretty badass. Or, bah. <laughs> <laughs> look who's here, bah. But when I was in the Army, they would have G-E-N, and it would look like general. Oh, yeah, general. So for one time, I got a really good <laughs> there room. There you go. How nice. are you, Rudy? What are your initials? Uh, NRP is what I'm now. NRP. Yeah. Which is what you are now. Yeah, Nathan Rudolph Povich. Nathan the Rudolph Bobby. Yeah, and then uh, my original name was Nathan, so NLJ was Nathan Laurie Johnson. Okay. Yeah. Well, Povich is not your real last name. No, I legally changed it before my daughter. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, okay. What are your? What's your? What's Kinley's middle name? Christine. So K C P. Kinley Christine Povich. That's cute. That's cute. Uh, I don't know what we want to call the studio, but can we use the the room that nobody uses? Can we call that the Bob Sansevier Memorial Room? Yes. The Memorial Conference Room. Yes. We will call it that. You know who used to who, who used to office in there was uh, what's his name at the little prick over Channel Eleven. Uh, what's it, the the anchor? Oh, what's his name? I don't know. Randy yeah. Shaver. I was going to say Randy Shaver. He had there, an right? office in. This, this, this was his office before. His this wife, was? I think he and his wife had a, like a charity or something. They ran oh. out of this. Oh, I've done their yeah. 5K. Yeah, done their golf outing. Roseanne's great. I've never met his wife. Yeah. I, I just know. He, he and I just are not the same kind. Maybe he's not even. He might be a great guy, but he and I just don't mix. Don't get along? All. Not at all. I barely know him. I've, the interactions I've had are fine. But, we, yeah, I've just done his 5K with Allie. He's done a lot of stuff with him. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because they teamed up. I've never liked her. Oh, yeah, lucky, right. Lucky would, to point that out. She will be listening, and she will be sad. So take it back. <laughs> I'll take it she back. She loves you. She's it's terrific. so annoying. She's like, oh, it's I It's so would... annoying. That's nice. Thank you. She wishes she lived close because she wants to come in all the time. But well, She's more than welcome. Chi-town. She lives in Chicago. I do love Chicago, too. I just really wish they'd do something about the Miracle Mile. I love the Miracle Mile in Chicago, and now there's violence there all the time. When are we going to stop allowing this? I don't know. Sorry, you can't walk up and punch somebody. You just can't do that, and that's all there is to it. I know two more women got fired because they threw a couple of guys out for shoplifting. Yeah. So they took the guys, threw them out of the shop, and the shop fired them. Yeah, I was reading that article the Why? other day. Where was that? Um, I assume San Francisco because they do that kind of stuff there <laughs> all the time. Yep. But was it really San Francisco? Uh, no, but I'm just saying San Francisco. Well, they do. Yeah. yeah, but San Francisco is awful at it. Oh, it's, it. Every single video where you see a guy walk into a Walgreens and just load up a pillow sack right. with whatever he wants and right. walks out, nine times out of ten, that video originated in San Francisco. It's when, true. Yeah. This is Atlanta, yeah. though. It was Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, same thing. Two Lululemon employees were fired after they called the cops and three masked men pillaging the Atlanta-area apparel store. Earlier this month, three thieves burst into a Lululemon store in a suburb of North Atlanta, grabbing armfuls of athletic clothes. Um, And uh, they eventually called the police. And then they had a Zoom meeting about how that they shouldn't have done that. I don't know. And then the Lululemon spokesperson says the employees were not fired for calling the police, but rather engaging uh, the criminals at all. 
and they quoted saying the two employees at our, this location were not terminated for calling the police. Um, they were terminated for knowingly violating the zero tolerance policy related to physically engaging with the perpetrators, which put their lives and safety of our guests and other employees at risk. Okay, well, you should get an, a special lock on the front door then because I'm in danger here. Yeah. And if I show weakness, mm -hmm. I'm going to be in even more danger. See, this is a typical person who has, has never been in a tussle in their life. Because if you show weakness by backing off, it's going to get a lot worse. Yeah, I think they're That's just... That's a terrible policy. When this was when I worked in retail, yeah. they say, just let them take it, call the police, yeah. live your life. Because it's going to be more to ensure if something happens. Than so it's about money. Always. What a shock. Mm -hmm. Always. What a shock, you pigs-ish. Um, if anybody ever comes in here and ransacks this studio. I'm letting them take everything. <laughs> they can just take whatever yeah. they want. I'll let Catherine's take, big light down yeah. there. I'll let them take Rudy at this point. I got, mm -hmm. all right. Oh, well. It'd be an upgrade some days. Yeah. Right under uh, the bus. I've never been able to understand people who work at a 7-Eleven for like twelve fifty an hour. And I when know. they get robbed, they try to take the guy down. <laughs> I'm like... What? I love that. Why would you just be like, dude, take it, whatever. I, I, I care less. I, listen, I'll, I'll rob it with you. How about we share the profits? <laughs> there you it have the it. Slurpees. But yes. my question would be then, how are we ever going to stop this from getting bigger and bigger and bigger if we don't fight back? Yeah, you know, uh, there was a police chief the other day who, I don't remember, I don't think it was the Minneapolis police uh, chief, but he basically said, listen, we're a little short-staffed. So some of you people that, uh, you know, you guys, you, you're worried about, you know, the retaliation or you're worried about being right, sued. Right. We'll take care of you on the back end. But some of you are just going to have to do some vigilante justice because we need a hand. Right. And if you don't want this to pour over into your neighborhood, you're just going to have to step up to the plate. Oh, my yeah. God. That's, that's true. That's terrifying. It's terrifying. I hate the fact. But, yes, he's very true. He's it's very right. true. You will, you are going to have to eventually fight back or it'll get worse and worse and worse. Well, I mean, I think there is... Like Target does it right. So Target, you you steal from Target, you're thinking you're getting away from it. But they use they've been using AI and yeah, all this stuff for a yeah. long time. Where they wait until it's like a you know a felony. They wait till you add up enough stuff where oh, they because okay. if it's little misdemeanor stuff, a lot of it doesn't get you know whatever. So they'll track somebody who's stealing. They'll say, all right, you go ahead, take that, take that, take that. Mm -hmm. They'll have all this video, all this proof added up, and the minute you hit that number. They'll jump. They'll say, "All right, grab Good. him," and then Good. they have all this stuff ready for court. So when you're stealing from Target, know that like they're just they are just smarter about it to not sit and fight every piece of gum, every whatever, mm -hmm. every little item. But they will add it up. It will because I know people that have talked about that. So whatever happened to that deal where Target was everybody's pissed off at Target? What did they do again? I forgot. Um, people were mad because there was Pride stuff on kids clothes and they felt like that was terrible okay so i don't know i, I don't go to target much anymore to tell you the truth I, i've been in a target in a long time and i don't even know why yeah well it's funny because the only reason they do pride stuff is to make money right and then the only reason they took stuff off is because they didn't want to lose money so it's like Oh, billions why are, of dollars, didn't they? All it is is virtue signal, signaling so left all, and right. And it's all it's about money. And That's I don't what, care. Hey, <clears throat> well, put whatever on a T-shirt, <clears throat> on a onesie. I don't care. I don't care. Maybe I'll buy it. Maybe I won't. Whatever. The problem you have there is, once again, people will take advantage of it. 
because and I look, I don't care what you put on a T-shirt. I don't oh, care yeah. about any of this bullshit. No. But what's going to happen is if they don't at least speak up about it, all of a sudden you're going to be walking through a store and there's going to be a dick pic on a T-shirt. Okay. They'll never stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you really want to put up with that with your child? I don't care. You want to see good. pictures of dicks in the store you go into. Hell yeah, oh I do. No, God. I mean, I'm going to be done. honest. We're done. I'm going to be honest. I don't care. That is it's not a going to. If I, saw, if I walked by and I saw a dick on a onesie, I'm not going to write an email. I'm not going. I'm probably going to, like, laugh to myself going, that's who buys that. But the way I'm going to protest is I'm going to not buy it. And if, if there's a market for it and they're making money, what am I, how am I to say? If there's a market to show penises to children. That's I'm, okay. I'm not saying go out of your way to show them the penises, but you can go ahead and make that shirt on your own. People can make that right now. They can screen print that. I don't think you can walk down the street with a pic- picture of a dick on your shirt. No, I'm you? not saying that. Oh, I thought that's what you meant. No, I'm not saying wear it and legally have, you know, be able mm-hmm. to whatever. But people can wear swears on their shirts and people can wear whatever. I saw a guy wearing the, the big F on a shirt once. Yeah. And I asked him, I said, you're on an airplane right now. What are you doing? And it's an idiot. You're a moron. I have... I have a pair of sweatpants that my sister bought me at the Lizzo concert that says 100% that bitch, and I will not wear them out of the house out yeah. of fear that a little kid will see it. Yeah, well, exactly. And That's so exactly I, what I'm talking about. I get what you're saying is that you don't want to, but there is, there, those things are available for sale online. You can make I them. Know. They exist. So why am I going to fight every fight the idea of, well, they exist. Because okay. it'll get worse. But like, I can't stop it. So wait, you're saying if I wear a shirt with a dick on it, I don't have to be around children? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm gonna, that's I'm gonna, exactly I'll, it. I'll take that's, a that's baker's dozen. I saw your wheels spinning in there, and I was like, what is he going to say? This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.